You can get this full audiobook for free on Amazon, by clicking on the link in the description. Is brought to you, by the book guide. 5 minutes to 3 in the afternoon. Exactly 61 hours before it happened. The lawyer drove in and parked in the empty lot. There was an inch of new snow on the ground, so he spent a minute fumbling in the footwell until his overshoes were secure. Then he got out and turned his collar up and walked to the visitor's entrance. There was a bitter wind out of the north. It was thick with fat, lazy flakes. There was a storm sixty miles away. The radio had been full of it. The lawyer got in through the door and stamped the snow off his feet. There was no line. It was not a regular visiting day. There was nothing ahead of him except an empty room and an empty X-ray belt and a metal detector hoop and three prison guards standing around doing nothing. He nodded to them, even though he didn't know them, but he considered himself on their side, and they on his. Prison was a binary world. Either you were locked up, or you weren't. They weren't. He wasn't. Yet. He took a gray plastic bin off the top of a teetering stack and folded his overcoat into it. He took off his suit coat and folded it and laid it on top of the overcoat. The guards let him stand there for a minute, a small, nervous man in his shirt sleeves, empty-handed, no briefcase, no notebook, not even a pen. He was not there to advise. He was there to be advised. Not to talk, but to listen. And he sure as hell wasn't going to put what he heard anywhere near a piece of paper. The guards beckoned him through. The prison proper was all raw concrete, already rubbed greasy where sleeves and shoulders had touched it, still pale and dusty where they hadn't. Underfoot was grippy gray paint, like the floor of an auto enthusiast's garage. The lawyer's overshoes squeaked on it. There were four interview rooms. Each was a windowless concrete cube divided exactly in half by a wall-to-wall desk-height counter with safety glass above. Each half of the room had its own chair and its own door, perfectly symmetrical. The lawyers entered one way, and the inmates entered the other. Later they left the same way they had come, each to a different destination. The guard opened the door from the corridor and stepped the yard into the room for a visual check that all was as it should be. Then he stood aside and let the lawyer enter. The lawyer stepped in and waited until the guard closed the door behind him and left him alone. Then he sat down and checked his watch. He was eight minutes late. He had driven slow because of the weather. Another eight minutes later, the other door opened in the wall behind the glass. A different guard stepped in and checked, and then stepped back out, and a prisoner shuffled in. The lawyer's client. He was white and enormously overweight, marbled with fat and completely hairless. He was dressed in an orange jumpsuit, he had wrist and waist and ankle chains that looked as delicate as jewelry. His eyes were dull, and his face was docile and vacant, but his mouth was moving a little, like a simple-minded person struggling to retain complex information. The door in the wall behind the glass closed. The prisoner sat down. The lawyer hitched his chair close to the counter. The prisoner did the same. Symmetrical. The lawyer said, I'm sorry I'm late. The prisoner didn't answer. The lawyer asked, How are you? The prisoner didn't answer. The lawyer went quiet. The air in the room was hot. A minute later, the prisoner started talking, reciting, 
working his way through lists and instructions and sentences and paragraphs he had committed to memory. From time to time, the lawyer said, Slow down a bit. And on each occasion, the guy paused and waited, and then started up again at the head of the previous sentence, with no change in his pace and no alteration to his sing-song delivery. It was as if he had no other way of communicating. The lawyer had what he considered to be a pretty good memory, especially for detail, like most lawyers, and he was paying a lot of attention, because to concentrate on the process of remembering distracted him from the actual content of the instructions he was getting. But even so, some small corner of his mind had counted fourteen separate criminal proposals before the prisoner finally finished up and sat back. The lawyer said nothing. The prisoner said, Got all that? The lawyer nodded, and the prisoner lapsed into a bovine stillness. The lawyer pushed his chair back and stood up. His door was unlocked. He stepped out to the corridor. Five minutes to four in the afternoon. Sixty hours to go.